0: Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps t-shirts and hoodies as well as the cowboy whey protein powder and for our listeners use your special discount code modern cowboy at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase and I just would like to thank all of you our podcast listeners and customers who have supported the modern cowboy brand and have been a part of our community since we launched in 2018 as well as all of the amazing guests who shared their stories on the show just remember Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Today's episode is also brought to you by G-Sight Solutions. G-Sight Solutions is the number one dry fire laser training system. With the best variety of targets from tactical to game strategy, you download and activate the free app to your iPhone or Android. The Elms Plus laser cartridge is the only laser cartridge in the world with replaceable rubber strike pads this allows you unlimited shots you can work on your trigger press your sight picture your grip your stance and your breathing all in the comfort of your own home while tracking how your accuracy improves look repetition is the mother of skill and as a former hunter education instructor and certified nra pistol and range safety officer i know the importance of consistent training to stay proficient and safe G-Site Solutions dry fire laser training system does just that without going to the range and using up expensive ammunition. Head over to G-Site.com and check out all their available products. And tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy.
1: Got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the Roman Pen.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy podcast. Uh <laughs> I'm really excited to have my guest on today, uh, but I'm also dumbfounded because when uh we got on Zoom here, uh, I'm thinking I'm I've got an interview with someone else and I'm looking at this person going, "Okay, well, she looks familiar, but I'm not sure." Uh, anyway, so I've I'm feeling pretty pretty stupid right now, but uh I'm excited to have Bree Bagwell on the podcast. Bree, welcome to the Modern Cowboy podcast. Surprise, it's me. Yes okay so i have got to tell you something uh when uh your your people reached out to me about having you on the podcast she goes oh we'd love for you to have uh, you know brie on your podcast and i'm like oh my gosh i I messaged her back and i said okay so i have a modern cowboy playlist with just under 400 songs on it and i go i was in the gym like two hours ago listening to uh this song if you were a cowboy because i love that i love that song so um It was kind of funny, though, and I, I'm, I, you know, I I used to really get all kinds of starstruck and I'm getting better about it now, but now I'm telling my wife, I go, oh, my gosh, you never guess who just who just messaged me. And and I've been wanting to have you on for a long time, and I just hadn't really reached out yet. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my story about uh, getting you scheduled for the podcast.
2: I'm so glad they did. I love my PR team. It's like eight women and they all they are just always working hard for me. And so I'm glad to hear it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. They were totally great. So Breed, now where where do you live now? Are you in, in Texas or?
2: Yeah. I'm in New Braunfels, Texas. Um, we live here and we just actually, my boyfriend and I bought some property here. So I guess we have roots now for the first time. I mean, I've moved like 13 times in 15 years or something crazy. So um, this is just where I love and where I want to be.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So now just tell us where, when, when did your music career start? When did you realize you had a voice and that you, you know, you wanted to do this for, for a living?
2: Well, I've been like singing with my brothers since I was really young. I have two brothers, they're twins, they're seven years older than me. And we started my first band when I was 14. So I was playing in like some pretty dingy honky tonks (laughs) at a young age (laughs) Um, and still going like playing late nights and like going to school the next morning. And um, so I'm pretty, pretty used to that lifestyle. But I I went to college at UT and I majored in business. I got a degree in marketing. And I mean, I always loved music, but I wasn't like willing to just like ditch everything to give it a go. Um, So I got my business degree and then I had a day job for three months before, um, a booking agent down in Texas was like, I want to be your booking agent. I started getting gigs. And so I, I, so I only had a day job for three months before I just dove in and was like, okay, you know, at that time I was like, I can make money doing this. It wasn't very much money, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad I did. Cause I was 21, you know, full of energy and fire. And I just, I thought if, if I don't do it now, I might never,
0: you know? Right, right. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I mean, the, the first song I heard from you was if you were a cowboy and, uh, and then once, once I heard that, then I started going back and listening to all your other music, which I love, but uh, that the song, if you were a cowboy did, now, did you write that or did?
2: Well, that's like maybe the only song on my last two records that I did not write, but okay. my producer wrote it. And like, I'm never above you know, cutting outside songs or anything. If you hear one and, but she said, Hey, I have this song. I don't know if you're going to like it. And blah, blah, blah. she was real kind of like, you know, just give it a listen. And then as soon as I heard it, I was like, give me that song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's,
2: uh, yeah. So now she says that's your song now. So that's very sweet.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's very catchy. And I, I gotta, I gotta tell this silly story. Um, you know, my wife was raised on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, Eastern Oregon, uh, big alfalfa And But I met her when, I was in college and she was actually senior in high school. But anyway, uh, uh, when you listen to that song, when guys listen to that song, I think we, we listen to it. We go, oh, yeah, that dude's not a cowboy. You know, I'm the real cowboy. I'm the real deal, whatever. And uh, and, and every line in it is just great, you know, I just in the way you sing, it's so awesome. But when I met my wife, I, I went into a Denny's at uh, like one with my roommate and we were going to eat, uh, you know, late night breakfast. And, and uh, she was she was working there. But when I walked in there, I was wearing snakeskin boots, acid wash wranglers, a guest jacket, black vest jacket with uh, leather on the shoulders and a mullet down the middle of my back. And I and, you know, and it's just like that was 1987. And so it's like, uh, yeah, that that's me in that song, you know, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's a a,
2: it was an interesting video to do because we had to, like, you know, cast somebody to be the on cowboy. So it was like you know, okay, this is maybe a little bit offensive if you are, you know, but this guy he was from Austin and he's like skateboards and so he he didn't care. Right.
0: <laughs> no, it's totally great though. So now you um you just recently got an award, right? Uh, uh, uh forgive me I, I can't remember what it was over oh, in Texas, right? For
2: Um I was at the award show this year um a couple weeks ago. Uh, I was up for female vocalist of the year, but my best friend Sarah Hobbs won. Okay. Which was exciting. But yeah, I've won that one uh, a few times. So So I was happy for her, of course. And my boyfriend won guitarist of the year. So that was fun.
0: And then uh I
2: didn't have to perform or anything. So I just got to drink wine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's another thing that uh, we can talk about is wine. I absolutely love wine. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. And we've actually got some... We actually had used to have a vineyard, and we we bottled about seven hundred bottles a year. But we've got a new line coming out um, of wine that uh, good friend of ours is making out in California. But
2: oh my gosh! Well, keep yeah. me posted. Well, 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 we'll I'll I'll send,
0: you, I'll send you a bottle. I'll send you a bottle when, oh, when wow. it. Oh wow! This should, was a good. It should be, it should be done by by uh, by Christmas. We should have it done, and and, and we're, actually, what we're doing is we're donating uh, part of the proceeds back to the Navy SEAL Danny Deets uh, Foundation. He's one of the Navy SEALs killed in the. Uh, operation red rings back in 2005 so um,
2: yeah i um have done a few things with um the seal legacy foundation yeah (laughs) um i wrote a song called who you are and that's um inspired by kind of all of those stories i got to i read them all and watch the movies and i mean just amazing it's really tough to write a song like that but but i tried it's their um it was their theme song for a little while so
0: yeah very cool very cool. So now, now you said your, your, your boyfriend won guitarist so of the Does he play in, in your band or?
2: No, he plays in a band called the Wilder Blue with Zane Williams.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And
2: yeah, they're great. He plays in my band sometimes when, when they're not playing, but it's pretty rare. Uh, but people get really disappointed when he's not there. They just like, love him so much. It's very cute. Everyone's like broken up with me for my dog and my boyfriend. And it's, you know, I'm an artist. I like the
0: attention. Right. <laughs> so how many shows are you doing a year now?
2: Uh, this year it's going to be, I mean, we're still recovering from COVID. So I would say maybe a hundred this year. Uh, December is pretty crazy. I think I have more in December. Um, but it's like before COVID we were doing 150, you know, almost right. 200 one year. I was really really crazy on the road for a long time. And so things have kind of slowed down and I've actually enjoyed it a little bit. We're being a lot more picky about what we take and um, trying to be more careful. And so like we're, we're playing like a um, my first headlining show at Billy Bob's is in, on December 22nd. So I'm really excited about that. So kind of just trying to we hit Green Hall this year one time and it, it sold out, which was awesome. So just being more um, particular about what we take.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and so again, I mean, you said you started, you know, when you were like 14, but when did you start, uh, you know, you, this as a full-time career. When, it, when did you do music as your full-time career and what were you um, doing? What other work were you doing at the same time when you were, you know, getting to the point you're at now?
2: Yeah, I was doing marketing for a health and beauty website startup, uh, <laughs> in Austin. And then, um, I met a guy in 2010, his name is Nick Ferrata. And he was, he's like, I just have this little booking agency. And he had a few people on his roster. And so this was 2010. And it was me, uh, Josh Ward, Cody Johnson, um, Adam Hood for a little bit. I mean, it was just like uh, this, uh, William Clark Green for for a bit. So it was really interesting to see that he had like picked all of these people back in 2010. And we're all still kind of doing it. And uh, so that was my my very first booking agent. I didn't have a band back then, um, right. so I just started was playing acoustic, and but it was so fun. I was playing acoustic with Cody Johnson, and you know, yeah. yeah, it was really great. And then um, in 2011, I was on a TV show called CMT's Next Superstar, and I didn't win, but it kind of gave me like, you know, a, a, a boost of sorts where right. I can come back home to Texas and start a band. And he and he was able to start booking me full band shows, and that was 2011. So been lucky to make it work for this long.
0: Yeah, that's great. Now, were your parents in music at all or entertainment?
2: Well, my whole family is kind of like just musical, but like campfire musical. But I have aunts that play every instrument and, and, you know, everyone sings harmonies. And and my mom actually played. She picked up lap steel when her brother had a band for a long time but they told her no girls in the band. So she taught <laughs> her cousin to play lap steel. And then he went on to play still guitar for Kenny Chesney. So that was, oh. that's pretty cool, but she doesn't do that anymore, but I wish, I wish you'd pick it back up. I'm going to try to get her to do that.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. So now did you guys, did you guys grow up on a ranch or in the country or.
2: We grew up, um, you know, I would say in the country in New Mexico. So I'd say more in the desert than in the country. Right. Um, Lived outside of town. We had, you know, pigs and I showed lamb and fair, and my brother showed pigs and then we had some horses. And then actually speaking of alfalfa, we have 10 acres of alfalfa now. They moved in. So it's very then my, eventually my dad was like, I don't know if this is worth the,
0: <laughs> the work. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the work. Um, but all my family, actually, a bunch of my family, extended family uncles, uh, pecan farm down in New Mexico. So okay. we get pecan and they have some green chili and some onions. So I have a freezer full of green chili. If you ever make it down here, I could send some with you.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, now, uh, uh, let me see. It's, it's coming Christmas. Are are you, are you going anywhere? You got anything happening for Christmas or are you guys staying home or?
2: Well, we're going to go, um, we have Billy Bob's the 22nd and then we're going to go back to New Mexico So we're going to go spend, spend some time in, in Las Cruces. And yeah, I guess both, I I guess it's worth noting, you know, both, both my parents, they both are, come from farming families. And so like, I don't know, I just, I just love going home for Christmas. It's just, everything slows down a little bit. Las Cruces is where I'm from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And it's, it's booming really. It's turned into um, a bigger city than what, than what I grew up, but I still love it. And food's great. People are great. It's just, it's just a great place
0: yeah very cool so now how about your brothers are they uh, are they working in the music industry still or
2: no they were smarter than that they <laughs> <laughs> one of them works for edward jones and the other one's an accountant with my dad so oh. yeah but they still play and they got up on stage with me at green hall and sang uh some Waylon. and and whenever we go home for christmas we all get together and play so it's very fun but they have three kids each and they're all getting into music and taking lessons and doing all the things that we didn't do, which right. was, you know, <laughs> try to maybe learn the right way. We, we kind of just picked it up and taught ourselves. But, um, uh, so I'm excited. They, they seem like really musical kiddos.
0: So, so you weren't, you weren't like classically trained in any instruments. You, you kind of learned it all on your own.
2: I learned it all on my own. My parents had like this keyboard in the garage and I just kind of started picking out notes and I was in choir. So I was, you know, putting the notes on the keyboard and kind of learning how to read music and taught myself. And I'm, I've never been formally trained on anything. And I used to be like, you know, I never had any lessons. And now I wish I had, of. you know, looking back, like the older you get, the more you realize like, right. Uh, and I whenever I've been on a few different TV shows where they give you a vocal coach, like if you get make it to a certain point on the voice, they give you a vocal coach. And, you know, I have a lot of like, bad habits that, um, need undoing, so to speak. Um, right. so I would encourage anybody to get lessons or, you know, to learn that way, but also it's okay if you don't, you know, I'm, right. I, no one says that I'm not good enough to play guitar or piano at my shows.
0: So <laughs> yeah, exactly. at least
2: not to my face.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I always ask the artists, uh, uh, this, uh, about the digital music nowadays. And I, I don't know, I mean, I don't, you probably don't remember when cassettes and stuff were around. I mean, I remember when I do Do you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, but now with the digital music, you know, and, and how, you know, artists get reimbursed or paid for their, for their work. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, with Spotify and Apple music and everything where, you know, where we used to go buy the albums, even though there's been a resurgence of albums and that kind of stuff too, but just yeah. give us your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I mean it's tough because with playlists and stuff you have the opportunity to be heard where maybe you wouldn't be heard. You know, I don't know what you where you heard if you were a cowboy, but it's been on a lot of playlists and stuff. So it's like increased my listenership that way. Right. Um, we're definitely not making or I'm not really I haven't had like a big Spotify pop or anything like like a giant hit um, yet. We're working on that. It's um, a little tough to navigate, but I think you know, instead of complaining about it, I just think this is the way of the world now. And so I really wanted to put out an album this year. So I did. I put out a full-length album August 26th and, you know, I was trying to like convince my producer, like, I want to make an album. And I still, you know, I grew up listening to albums and albums are why I want to be a singer. And she was like, you don't have to convince me. Like, (laughs) if you want to make an album, like, let's do it. And we did it. And I'm so thankful we did. And people still seem to appreciate like a cohesive story and a front to back listen. And even if they don't, I'm still able to like make the art that I want to make, you know, regardless of how it's consumed. It's just a matter for me of like shifting, you know, I've already shifted. I don't, I don't make a lot of money from streaming, at least not enough to like, you know, right. Keep my lifestyle or whatever. So I focus on live touring. I focus on sponsorships and I focus on growing, um in other ways and growing on streaming too so i think it's just this is where we are and we kind of have to shift as artists we've always been shifting really
0: right right well you know it's it's interesting too you know um you said you know you haven't had like a super big hit on spotify but to me if you were a cowboy is a super big hit you know it, do you do you think that uh, a lot of times uh because obviously you know i mean I mean, obviously music has changed in the way we listen to music and, and, and everything, but still there's a certain element in the music industry that can kind of control the mainstream type of music and they can play a song over and over that you may not even like, but then before you know it, you like it. And it's a hit, Um, you, you know, do you, do you think that, right. I mean, you know, it, like with your, like with your music, I mean, cause I've listened to your music and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, uh, do you think that it takes a certain, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, it's not by chance, but just a certain, uh, you know, someone in the music industry to like pick up on your music and, and get it played more? Or do you think it's just more that organic over time with streaming and everything uh, that, that you know, you just become more familiar and people become more familiar with your music? Does that make yeah, sense?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like with every artist, there's a different pathway and right. there's not one one magic formula because if there was, we'd all be using it. You know, for some people, it's like, one song that uh, somehow caught on or some people pay for playlisting or some people have, you know, one artist that loves their music and tweets about it or something. So I think it's, it's, um, it's all different and there's no, it's luck timing money, all the things. And so I'm glad to hear you say that, that it is a big hit because we forget sometimes like, you know, success is so strange in this business. It's like, if you're not Carrie Underwood, sometimes people think you're not, successful. And I have had like, really great success, especially as like a really independent artist, like growing completely organically. And, um, you know, I've had some management here and there and but, and I had a label for a little bit. But for the most part, it's been like, just me and my very small team. So um, I'm proud of what we've done. And we just have to continue to grow it, you know, and, and, and it goes up and down, you know, just because you're here on Spotify doesn't mean you're always gonna be here. (laughs) So that's the tough thing.
0: Right. You know, and, and it's interesting, uh, you know, because when I really got into you know, the Texas music scene and, and the red dirt and everything, it's like you say, there's so many artists nowadays, like you mentioned, Josh Ward, you know, I've had him on the podcast and, and I love his music and there's just so many great artists that, you know, maybe aren't, you know, quite mainstream yet, but, uh, but they are to, to a lot of people they are mainstream because that's, you know, where we get a lot of our music. Cause I, I personally don't listen to the radio a lot myself, but, um, matter of fact right. I, don't, I don't listen to the radio at all actually but uh oh, wow. you know but that's uh uh yeah you know and and, and i i just had um oh uh gosh i'm gonna lose i'm gonna i'm going totally blank I, i've been off ever since we started because i was thinking i was having someone else on the podcast and i'm oh, still no sitting worries. here thinking about it but um uh i totally lost my train of thought um what was i talking about remind me well you're
2: talking about josh word and radio oh, which oh, is crazy yeah. because we have great stations down here <laughs> no i know <laughs> I only no play I, ten music
0: yeah so you have you have the ranch which is great right is that 95 what is that 95 yeah, something The ranch
2: that... is great coke fm out of austin oh yes yes yeah. yeah yeah there's a bunch of uh, 92 run in in new Braunfels. can is really great where i live so it's very funny because like you, some people are like radio is dead, and I was like I could probably see that in some places I guess, or or if you're not a ma- just a mainstream artist, but right. man here in here in the Southwest it's thriving.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, and I'm I'm glad you said that too because because I, I kind of forget that. I mean, I'm in Arizona, but um, but you know both those stations that we just talked about are, are great stations and and you can totally tell the difference between I won't name any stations out here between those stations and, and the stations out here the in the music that we listen to you know where there's a they've got a you know 30 or 40 song playlist and you hear it over and over again where in in you know those stations down there you get a, a right. real broad wide variety uh, right
2: and that's important you know and I think people kind of know now that like the labels and all that control the the radio and so right, you know right. platforms like streaming and and now podcasts like as much as there are some you know things with pay or whatever it's we're still thankful because we can't break a national of mainstream radio station like it's literally just like not possible right so it, and some people are kind of doing it underground or i mean even look at cody and how he's right right. switch so it's very it's very exciting for artists of my yeah stature i guess
0: yeah yeah and so the 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 guys i just had on was mcbride and the ride um you know oh yeah
2: Yeah. because they're with my uh my pr team too
0: yeah yeah absolutely and uh so we were talking about that and they said that that there's been some legislation put forward and there's some laws that are changing in terms of you know um artists being paid you know better through the streaming platforms and that kind of stuff so but like you say it's it's where we're at now and, and it's uh it's it's a new game and and it, it i think the playing field will level level out eventually but but i i love it because it's just you know you you can listen to what you want to listen to you know right. and and you can hear music that you would not normally hear if, if if when it's controlled by you know a big corporate entity or whatever
2: Totally. Yep. And, and people are like really using their voice. You know, that's why I always tell people to, you know, you tweet, share, like all of that works. And and yes. I'm so thankful for that because I don't know, it's, it's, it's just very interesting. And it gives us a lot of like, we, we don't have to think inside the box anymore. We can really think outside. I mean, not that we ever had to really, not that I ever did, but right. right. <laughs> But you can think as far outside of the box as you want to. Like I'm starting, you know, I can start a podcast. And I, right. It's
0: exactly. It's,
2: it's very fun if you have something to say and and you have the, the means to do so. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a quick question. Is sure. this video going to air or no. is it just? No. Do you mind if I put my headphones in and um, curl go my right, hair?
0: Go right. No, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm a lover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Only because this. um. <laughs> you this got, a fo-
0: you photo- got a photo shoot coming up, right?
2: Yes. Well, and I forgot that these, well, I thought the photo shoot was at two uh-huh. and it's at noon. So I was like, oh. oh my gosh. So
0: how long do you have?
2: Well, um, I just have to leave here, but I can put my headphones in. So no worries. We can just okay. chat as, as much as you need. I just will be curling my hair in the background <laughs> But I'm really good. I, I can curl my hair. I actually put makeup on like in the van when we're driving down the road. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not while I'm driving, but while somebody else. Right, is.
0: right. I got you. I got you.
2: Okay, perfect. Well, that helps me a lot. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I'm
2: sorry. They kind of really over scheduled me today. I think it wasn't Richland's fault. I don't know. I have like a manager and a, I have too many people that schedule me and then I, I'm only one person. I think they forget.
0: Right. Right. So, um, you, you said that you have a photo shoot coming up. What is this photo shoot for, uh, just for, uh, social media or for albums? Well, or?
2: We're, I made friends with, um, or somehow I don't remember. They reached out. I can't, I can't remember how it happened, but there's a place called the Texas boot company in Bastrop.
0: Yes. I know they, them. Yeah,
2: Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So, they sent me some boots and then I like ended up doing, you know, some sort of TikTok or something real. Right. And then they sent me some more boots and then I did it again. And then we're kind of like, we should meet up. So I'm actually going to um, do some photos and videos for them because I'm going to NFR in December. I don't know if you're going to be there, but yeah. I have yeah, one we show are. there.
0: Wow. Oh, you do? We, one
2: we... show with
0: Huey on December 8th. Oh, December 8th. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then I have to fly back. I'm in and out of Vegas within 24 hours, which is like a tad terrifying to me, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's okay. And, um, but I'm going to basically like show their, you know, the stuff that you can wear to NFR.
0: Perfect. That's beautiful. So that's so speaking of, of, of boots and Western attire and Western fashion, uh, what's your favorite boot brand?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I worked with Anderson Bean for a long time Mm -hmm. and um, they launched a line called Macy Bean like
0: back in the day when
2: I was first starting and, and they gave me my very first pair of red boots actually, which have kind of become like my thing, you know? Yeah. So I love Macy Bean boots. And I also like, I don't personally like to advertise anything that I can't afford myself. Right. So Macy Bean boots are, they're a fashion line, but they're like extremely affordable. Right. So anyway, and they have a bunch of those at Texas Boot Company. So if you go on, on their website, look, I'm already, I'm already, <laughs> I'm already plugging them. I love them so much.
0: <laughs> well, how about cowboy hats? You got a favorite brand of hats?
2: Ooh, I just got my second hat from Standard Hatworks in oh, yeah. from Cameron and Waco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, it's, um, it has, cactus and a, like a sunset with threat like it's done with by thread yes it's incredible so yeah it's all over my instagram i wear it a lot to see yeah, i love hats because then i don't have to wash my hair <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. best thing for the road me and kylie fry are always like talking about it and they're like oh you guys in your hats it's like you don't understand you're you're a boy
0: yeah <laughs> throw that hat yeah. on and, and it's uh you're 45 minutes earlier right
2: oh exactly <laughs> I know I wish I could do that today yeah. I might
0: yeah that's funny how about uh, how about western movies you got a favorite western movie or cowboy movie
2: Ooh, well everyone loves loans and Dove don't yeah. they oh yeah um yeah, yeah my mom loves gone with the wind so I don't know if you'd consider that a western I guess
0: you can um, you can consider whatever mm-hmm. you want this is modern cowboy we can do whatever we want on this podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, that's right. I love it. Somebody actually, this is pretty funny. Somebody just bought a, a fan, kept giving me VHSs every once in a while, and I was like, "That's you know, like, gave me Dolly's Nine to Five and Urban Cowboy and L, on VHS." Right. And then they gave me a VCR first, so it was a whole. So I, now I have a VCR and a couple old movies I need to be watching. I'll I'll let you know. I might have a new favorite.
0: That's very cool. Well, Urban Cowboy is is an amazing movie i love that movie
2: oh, absolutely i got to hang with old johnny lee not too long ago and is a darling
0: yeah yeah that's a great great movie a lot of memories there i remember that time exactly
2: oh i wish i could be in that time i feel like that is my era
0: yeah yeah Oh, it's funny how uh how uh, you know things start coming back like now you know 90s country is uh big again kind of now and and you know, things just cycle around fashion and everything else. Um, and, and now in, in terms of your fashion, uh, you obviously like fashion. Uh, oh, do yeah. You, do, you, uh, do you, how about anything outside the Western world of fashion? Is there any, you know, uh, you know, lines or anything else that you like that we would know about, you know, like Yeah. Like Versace dresses or something? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I love, well, I love anything turquoise. I'm from New Mexico. Oh, okay. And there's a place in Fredericksburg called the Texas Silver Rush that I've been working with for, I don't know, five or six years now at least. Um, and they have a bunch of amazing, you know, squash blossoms and one of a kind pieces, and they they're amazing. So check them out on on Facebook and Instagram and. Uh, so yeah, you'll see me in a lot of, a lot of turquoise (laughs) and I'm very spoiled. I have a lot of it. And, um, (laughs) my mom and dad, my grandma, you know, I have some family pieces too. And my, my boyfriend's dad and grandfather also have made jewelry throughout the years. So I, I have more boots and jewelry than anybody should be allowed. And I, I'm so spoiled.
0: That's great. Well, hey, so um, we're kind of getting towards the end of our time. And I know you got to get to your photo shoot and you're curling your hair right now. So uh, <laughs> let's just kind of recap with, uh, you know, what what you got coming up here in, in December. And uh, and you're going to be at the NFR again. What day?
2: I'm there December 8th um, at the doghouse with Huey. OK. And um, then I fly out the next day and I'm. I'm in Anderson, Texas, with Tracy Bird this weekend, but that this will probably air after that. Um, but I'm in Port Aransas and a couple of private Christmas parties in Houston. Uh, Billy Bob's um, December twenty second, and oh, I'm also doing like two acoustic shows with Jarrett Ray Reddick, who's the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. He mm-hmm. started launched a country project. And um, Jody Bartula, the fiddle player from Cody Johnson Band. We're doing two acoustic shows, one in Houston and one in San Antonio right near Christmas. So you can come to those two. And uh, then I'm going home to eat all the green chili that ever existed.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool, Bree. Well, hey, it, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. And I'm just, I, I'm still, my day's going to be, you know, Kind of half off uh, af- after our episode this morning when I'm trying to figure out hey who's on the podcast with me and uh, and it was you so
2: well I I'm- love that you were excited that it was me so don't feel <laughs> off because that makes my whole day that makes me no, so happy no
0: well, I I just I feel like you know yeah I, I I feel off just because I was not on top of my game but anyway I'm back in the well I'm
2: rarely so. on top of my game so about nine a.m. or whatever so no yeah. worries. <laughs> Good
0: for you. Yeah. Well, hey, Brie. Well, it it was great, great talking with you and uh, look forward to, you know, more of your your music, see what you guys are going to be doing here in the future. And uh, I'm actually going to be in in, uh, Vegas around that time. So I'll try to catch your show if I can for sure.
2: Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for chatting. And sorry, I had to curl my hair in the middle. That's what you get for having a a female (laughs) musician on your podcast. We got to do things like this sometimes. I
0: I, I totally understand. I I totally get it. And I will I will definitely uh, send you a a bottle of wine too when once it uh, once it's released.
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, that is the best. My my man's going to be very happy with you.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, very cool. All right, awesome. Brie. Well, hey, well, I'll let you go and, uh, and enjoy your photo shoot. And then uh, we'll talk soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome.
2: OK, bye. Bye
0: bye. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at?
1: Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I'd drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. I can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them. Down at the rope and pain Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid to rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins Down at the rope and Well, I ain't no Play yours, speed, But i give your hell Hey, you never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're going to solve them down at the Roping Pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roping Pen. Down at the Roping Pen.